0: well praise the Lord good to be with you in the house of the Lord Uh, let's start off tonight with uh, give thanks with a grateful heart
1: Give give thanks with a grateful heart give thanks to the Holy One give thanks because He Jesus Christ That one more time. Oh give thanks.
0: course thank you Lord for saving my soul same key thank you Lord for making me whole
1: thank you Lord for saving my soul
0: I sing God is good all the time
1: God is good all the time but a song i
0: have any written prayer request in front of me um uh, i'm sure when brother barry comes if he has any that haven't been mentioned he'll cover those we just want to remember uh those who because of travel or other reasons couldn't be with us tonight uh we just pray for traveling mercy for those who are out tonight and then uh we've got long-standing needs we need to remember i think of uh Brother Joe Drum and Sister Frieda, and needs of that kind, we just want to uh, keep before the Lord in our hearts. And uh, Brother R- Richard and Sister Mary Smith, we want to think of them as well, remember them in prayer. If you have an unspoken request you'd like to make known by uplifting hand, know the Lord knows your heart and what you're concerned about, He's concerned about. Brother Jason, I'd like to have you come lead us in prayer, if you would.
2: Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, as we sang the song, God is good all the time. Put a song of praise in our heart of ours, Lord. And Father, every time we think of you, something just rises up within our hearts, Lord, and we're so thankful. For your goodness and your grace in our lives, Lord. Each every day you just choose to bless us, Father. And we're so thankful for all that you've done for us, Lord. And we've gathered tonight, Lord, is just brought our little licks of flames, Father, together tonight, Lord, to hear from you. And Lord, we're we're desiring Much more, Lord. I know in my life and my heart's desire, Lord, is I need more of you. And Lord, tonight I'm expecting to hear from you directly, Lord, to meet my needs, the needs that I have, Father, and I know each one has come with something special on their heart, and I know that's their expectation, Lord, that you would come meet them specifically tonight, Father, and Lord, we do pray for those that aren't here, and I know Brother Ben, is he's been under the weather, I just ask you just touch his body, Father, and touch, his, touch the sickness, Lord, that you just take it away from him, this cough that he has, this cold, Father, and Lord, the different ones that we've been praying for, I just ask, Father, that you would touch them, and just bring us all back together once again. And may we just have a true report, Lord, that once that you've met us in a special way, Father God. And Lord, we pray for our pastor tonight as he would bring the word. Just ask you get him out of the way, Lord, that you would just use the vessel for your purpose and for your glory, Father. Once again, Lord, we just want to tell you we love you and appreciate you. And thank you for all that you've done for us tonight. Just be with the rest of the song service. We ask in your name we pray. Amen.
0: let's go to the key of F let's sing learning to lean
1: learning to lean
0: a song special tonight from Brother Noah, if you would. Come on.
3: working i wrote this song the other week i was praying in the morning and uh song just came to my heart um y'all forgive me if i mess up on the guitar i made these chords up so i'm not sure if they they're right i don't really know how to play When I wake up in the morning, I bow my head and pray, thanking God for a brand new day. With a humble heart, I whisper, Lord, be with me today. Guide my steps, lead me always. As I journey on this way, morning prayer, simple and true, I give my day, dear Lord, to you. you. In the morning light, I whisper. In the morning light I find my peace As I pray My worries release In the silence of the morning I feel your presence near Your love surrounds me Casting out my fears With a grateful heart, I offer up all my hopes and dreams. Trusting in your wisdom, knowing you'll provide my means. In morning prayer, simple and true, I give my day, dear Lord, to you. In the morning I I call to you Offer up my praise Alright, that's it, I'm sorry My phone's turning off on me Morning light I find my peace As I pray My worries release
2: amen
0: thank you brother Noah enjoyed that if it's okay since we're just a few tonight is it all right if I do a song special ought to be a sign upon my heart reading don't judge me yet i'm an unfinished part but i'm gonna work out perfect Reflection that I see Always makes me wonder Why he never gave up on me But he loves me
1: as I am And he helps me when I pray Remember he's the potter I'm the clay Sing it with me He's still working that I see always makes me wonder why he never gave up on me but he loves me as I am and he helps me when I pray remember he's the potter we're the clay he's still working
0: That's just a real simple little old song from Sunday school, but I tell you what, it's stuck with me, you know, and all these years later, sometimes that's what encourages me more than anything, is just that he, ha- he hasn't given up on me yet, so, amen. Well, let's stand together, let's uh, key of F. Let's sing, you are awesome in this place.
1: Let's go with the chorus too. You are awesome in this place, mighty God. You are worthy of all praise To our lives we raise You are awesome in this place Mighty
0: God Sing it again. Brother Aaron, if you would, come.
1: You are awesome in this place Mighty God
4: by raising your hand. Heavenly Father, we come to you this evening, Lord, because you are awesome, Lord. Father, from before the creation of the world, you existed where there was no atom, no molecule. You are the source of all solutions, Lord. And we come to you, Father, for you said, look unto me, ends of the earth, and be ye saved. Father, you saw, Father, that there will be darkness in the world. There will be sicknesses. There will be trouble. There will be all sorts of things. But in all those things, Father... You are still mighty to save. You are still mighty to deliver. Lord, we raise our hands to you, Father, in full confidence, Lord, knowing that, Father, our government can fail us, Lord. Our jobs can fail. Our health can fail. Our cars may fail, but you never fail because, Lord, you have never lost a battle. We thank you, Father, because you are more than able. Lord God, when we are without strength, you died for us, Lord. And, Lord God, you overcame death, hell, and the grave and to Tonight, all our problems, they are under your feet. We thank you, Lord. We present ourselves to you now, Father. Forgive us, Father, of any sin, any trespass, any iniquity that may come between us and you. Anything that may hinder the moving of your spirit, may you move it aside, oh God. We are presenting ourselves to you as vessels. May you fill us tonight, oh God. For we are waiting, Father, to meet you and to be with thee. Be with us, Lord. We commit this service into your hands. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may have your seats. I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'd like to thank the musicians. Um, I always appreciate the, the musicians. Uh, I believe that the Lord, the Lord has, gifted, has gifted us with the uh, best musicians there is in the country. That, that's, what, that's what I think. Uh, you may differ with me, but well that's just my opinion. <laughs> and we appreciate the Lord for them, and uh, we also appreciate the long for the uh, young musicians. I enjoyed the, the special song from uh, our precious brother. Is it Noah who was singing? Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the prophet says it was Joseph who set, it was Benjamin who set Joseph's heart on fire. Amen. Joseph had many brothers, but it was Benjamin that set his heart on fire. And sometimes, you know, I have all of you brothers, but it's the young man that set my heart on fire. Amen. If we can uh, uh, stand at this time to, to read the scripture. Ethan, can you take the Bible that is on the desk in the office? Uh, let's read from Psalms chapter 91, verse uh, 1 to 2. This is one of the most read scriptures during the, the COVID. Uh, people would literally memorize this uh, psalm. Praise the Lord. But we, we don't have to wait for COVID to, 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 to enjoy the psalm. We, COVID or no COVID, we, we love the psalms. <laughs> you know, the psalms, they go together with, uh, song, with, with singing. The Bible says, you know, worshipping God in our hearts with spiritual songs and psalms and hymns. So if you have those three things, you have a good day. If you read a psalm, you sing songs, and you sing hymns, then uh, you have a wonderful day. <laughs> Amen. If you have it, say amen. If you don't have it, say amen. (laughs) All right. Um, Okay, so let's read here. The Bible says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. The key word there is dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Uh, Verse 2, and I will say unto the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence and his form of sickness. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thou thou trust his his truth shall shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror that cometh by night, nor the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilent that worketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come near thee. Amen. You may have your seats. Praise the Lord. Isn't it a wonderful psalm? Amen. I love Psalm chapter 90. I love it. Amen. The Lord has always been our dwelling place in all generations. 91, I love it. I just love the Bible. I mean, I could stand here and we read the scriptures and not say a word and just go back home. To me, it's, it's more than enough. I believe the Bible is the absolute. It was Brother Branham's absolute. It was Moses' absolute. It was every man of God's absolute. We do have messengers that come, but the Bible is our absolute. Like in America, the the Constitution is the absolute. But we do have men that are appointed to interpret the Constitution. They are called Supreme Court justices. The Constitution is the absolute, but someone has to read it to you what it means. You don't just say, well, the Constitution is the absolute and that's it. So you have to go to a justice, and a justice has to tell you this is what it means. So, so the Bible is the absolute, but God sends his man to tell you what the word means for your day. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So, so we read here in Psalms chapter 91, the Bible says that he that dwells, to dwell is, is to abide, is to be in the secret place of the Most High. And tonight, I just want us to remind ourselves of our place of dwelling, abiding in the secret place of the Most High, abiding in the fortress, in the refuge. I believe we are living in a time where we need refuge. Whether we realize it or not, we have to have refuge. Uh, One of the things that people are talking about is if, if Ukraine was part of NATO, then things may be it could have been different but they don't have the covering the full covering of nato and because of that they are vulnerable to attacks from you know uh, 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 russia or different countries but if a country is part of nato it's protected by article 5 praise the lord so so that's the same thing with with a christian we have a covering from spiritual powers And the Bible says that we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities and dominions and rulers of this dark world. We are not fighting uh, 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 with with our bosses at work. Uh, 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 Forgive me if I use the word boss; it's it's kind of common back in my country. So you're not fighting with your neighbor. You're not fighting with the. We are dealing with principalities and powers and rulers of, 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 of darkness. That's what we are up against. It's not just you know, the common man that you meet daily. It's actually the spirits that are operating in high places. Some of them, they walk through politics. Some of them, they, walk through, they, 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 they go through Hollywood. Some of them, they go through education. Some of them, they go through different channels But these are spiritual places, spiritual uh, uh, places, spiritual demons in high places. Amen. And they are such powerful forces. And sometimes people get the idea that, you know, if we have this uh, political system, then things will change. Nothing will change. Because these are principalities. Remember, in the the old days, you know, uh, people wanted Nixon, and then he lost the election to Kennedy and they were very, very, you know, they were very angry. They wanted Richard Nixon. Guess what? <laughs> Richard Nixon came, and what happened, you know, it's typical of any politician here. He sees scandals, and, you know, <laughs> until now, people don't want to talk about, you know, Nixon, right? Just to show that it's, it's beyond a human being. It's powers that we're dealing with. Some of the pandemics that we see is beyond doctors, some of the mental health crises that we have, these are just beyond psychology and sociology. These are spiritual things. And the Bible says the spiritual things are spiritually discerned. Amen. So 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 the Bible is saying that he that dwells, in other words, God calls you, but you have to dwell in his place. You have to dwell in the place of his refuge. Amen. The prophet says that Israel, as long as they are out, outside of their homeland, they are backslidden. When God calls you and says, abide in this homeland, that's where your protection is. That's your, where your provision is. That's everything that you need exists in the place of your refuge. Amen. Think about a seed. You know, a seed, it has everything that it needs. You just put it in the ground, everything is there already. You take an egg from, from, from a chicken, obviously it has to be in the right atmosphere, but everything is there. You know, it has all the nutrients from, 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 until it, it hatches. That's how God works. When God puts you in a place, he has got all the provisions for you sure to survive in that place until you come to the next stage. Praise, the, praise be to the Lord. You know, you you think about uh, polar bears. They go into hibernation, you know, even some of these animals. And they carry with them enough energy to last through the winter. Through the intelligence of God. So when God puts you at a place, he will sustain you in that place. And you have to stay in that place until God tells you to move. But today, because we are living in a time of pressure, people are always moving. They, You know, people are always up and about. They can't sit still. You say, ah, if only I can go to Arkansas. You get to Arkansas, you're like, ish If only I could be in Florida. I enjoy the sunlight. You go to Florida. As soon as you arrive in Florida, you say, wow. Think about the ice in Canada. Wow, if I could just be skiing over the mountains. You go to Canada. So, wow, the, the beautiful Alps of Switzerland. And then you're back in Switzerland. You know, people are, are tossed back and forth. Because there are a lot of things that are flashing before us through news, through internet, through social media. Until, until it's, making men, it's making people you know, lose their minds. But we have to be steady and to be still and to abide where God wants us to be. And the position of a believer is in the word. That's where all our sufficient is, is in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's read here a scripture. The Bible says that in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. These are God's principles. God is not hopping and skipping. You You have to wait until the season is over, then you can reap the benefits of your labors. God is not interested in people that are, you know, hoping and skipping and wandering and trying out things. God wants you to be steady. A Christian is a person who is steady, who waits upon the Lord. He's not a person who is easily shaken or, you know, who's running, in, you know, like a teenager chasing butterflies. No, sir. A, a, a Christian abides by the word of God. Praise be to God. Now, let's read uh, 1 Kings. I'm laying a background. I'm going somewhere with this. 1 Kings chapter 2, verse 38. If we read a story of a young man, his name was called Shimei. Now Shimei, if some of you who read your Bibles, Shimei, he was when David was chased out of Jerusalem under the rebellion of Absalom, I believe it was. And you know, when something wrong, you know, people are quick to say things. You know, some people were saying David, you are, you know, you're an evil person. And there was this guy, his name was Shimei. He was a little bit you know, uh, he was quite prominent in cursing David as he was moving out of Jerusalem. And and, And, you know, he was saying, oh, you, David, you know, you did what was evil. Now God has visited you. And one of David's men said, why don't you let me go and just kill this man? And David said, leave him alone. Maybe the Lord has taught him to curse me. Brother Branham talks about that story. But when there was a change of administration... Now, the dispensation of David and the dispensation of Solomon are two different things. Now, in the dispensation of David, a lot of things could happen. A lot of nonsense could happen, if I can use that word. But in the dispensation of Solomon, it's like a type of the dispensation of the Holy Ghost. Because Solomon killed a lot of people. David could not avenge a lot of people. He would just say, Solomon, you deal with this. Solomon, you deal with this. Solomon, you deal with this. And that's the attitude of a Christian. You don't avenge yourself. You say, Lord, may you deal with this situation for me. Lord, deal with my neighbor. Lord, deal with my job situation. Lord, deal with my manager. That's what David did. He did not go on a rampart, though he was a king. But he left it to Solomon. And that's why Jesus Christ, when he comes, he says, the Father has entrusted all judgment unto the Son. Praise be to God. So, so Solomon is a shadow of the Holy Ghost. He's also a type of Jesus Christ. Because in the, in the kingdom of Solomon, you know, there was a perfection, if, if I can call it that way. You know, Solomon would not suffer fools. So this guy called Shimei, you know, he got a pardon. He was supposed to, you know, he, he knew he was, he was supposed to die. Because, you know, when Solomon came into power, a lot of people died. And he, 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 he got a pardon. And Solomon said, listen, I'm going to make a deal with you. He says, but build thee a house in Jerusalem and dwell there and go not forth whence, whence any whither. For it shall be that on the day thou goest out and passeth over the brook kindron, thou shalt know for certain thou shalt surely die. Thy blood shall be upon thy head. So he was given a a, a, a presidential parole, if I can call it that way. And you know, when you get a parole, there are rules to a parole. You don't just get released and then just do whatever you want to do. Because if you get arrested the second time, you'll be judged more strictly than a first-time offender. So this guy was given a, a pardon, a parole. But he was given a condition. You are supposed to stay in a particular place. You are supposed to dwell in, in specific parameters. And Solomon says, if you go out, you will die. And it will not be my fault, your blood shall be upon your head. Amen. Isn't, what, isn't it what God does for us? I know God is a God of grace, but I'm preaching a different dimension today. <laughs> so if you all forgive me. We are saved by the grace of God. We are saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. But we have to dwell in certain parameters to enjoy the protection of the Lord. Hallelujah. If we go outside of certain bounds, we won't lose our salvation, but we, 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 we become in danger. Amen. Amen. Once, you, once you, you, you leave, I'm not saying you should stay in a comfort zone or in a man's cave, you know, as people would call it. No, sir. I'm talking about spiritually now. Amen. Our blessings. Yes, God has given us unconditional blessings, you know, through, the, through, the, through his promise to Abraham. But it's our duty to stay in those promises. The prophet says that it's the duty of the, of the, of the shepherd to lead the sheep. But it's the duty of the sheep to stay with the shepherd. So Shimei, after two years, you know what happened? He became comfortable. You know, he, he, he kind of like forgot that, hey, he was on parole. And he thought, hey, let me just, uh, <laughs> let me just go to, to a different state. He was told by the governor, listen, you have to stay in North Carolina. You can't go outside of, of the state. So one day his servants, they went out with, with the donkeys. Think about it, donkeys. And he said, well, you know what? I'm going to follow after these servants. And then he followed after these servants, and it came to the attention of Solomon that Shimei had gone out. And guess what? He died. Solomon killed him. Why? Because he could not stay in the parameters of his refuge. Amen. And we have many people today, many Christians, many young men, many young girls. We have... You know, sustained many wounds because you know, you know the parents, the the, the ministers. They say, listen, young men, you stay here, and you feel like oh, I'm being deprived. I have to jump over the wall. I want to see what's out there. Guess what? You will come back with wounds. Yeah. Even when you are fighting battles, you know, if you look at the battle in Ukraine, they they build trenches, and you have to stay in the trenches. If you all the time you spend your days, uh, you know, sticking your head out of out of the trenches, like, you know, those meekes in the Namibian deserts that are looking out for eagles like this. You know what? The snipers will take you out. You know, the guns will take you out. You have to stay in the trenches. And the reason why I'm saying this is because we are, we are, we are starting to see a lot of problems coming in the church. Not because God is not faithful, but because the church is getting out of his position. Amen. The prophet says, "Stay in line, stay in line." Yeah. That's what he said. Amen. Now let's read uh, a, 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 a scripture. Um, let's go to Numbers chapter, chapter thirty-five, verse nine. Uh, I've I've skipped my slides. I'm, I'm on slide number eight. Thank you, technicians, our unsung heroes, the technicians. I believe in heaven there will be a special prize for for the technicians. Unfortunately, they won't be doing their job of, you know, being a technician in heaven, but I'm sure they will get a prize. The technicians will be retired just like the preachers, I guess. But the musicians, Brother Peter, will be singing, you know. And Brother Jason, you will still be singing in heaven. (laughs) But as for us, we we might, you know, hit retirement in the rapture. (laughs) All right. Numbers 35, verse 9. I'm sorry, this is a bit simple. You know, it was meant to be a, a Sunday school t- a lesson, but you know, sometimes God speaks through Sunday school lessons. Many great sermons I can give you, many that Brother brother, brother spoke. You say, this is a Sunday school uh, teaching. The, the Bible says, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When you come over Jordan unto the land of Canaan, then you shall appoint you cities of refuge for you, that the slayer may flee thither which killeth by person unawares. And ye shall be unto you cities of refuge from the avenger, that the may slayer may not die until he stand before the congregation in judgment. And of these cities which ye shall shall give six cities, shall shall ye have for refuge. Ye shall give three cities on this side of Jordan, and three cities shall give in the land of Canaan. We shall be the cities of refuge. Amen. Isn't God gracious? Now, these cities of refuge, let me see if I have a picture here. There were three, there were six cities. Now, the Levites were given 46 or 48 cities in Israel because they had no you know, inheritance. They were given, you know, uh, 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 cities throughout Israel, but there 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 were six cities which were specifically marked as cities of refuge. And now these cities of refuge, there were three on this side of Jordan and three on the other side of Jordan, such that nobody could give an excuse to say, oh, if it wasn't for the Jordan River, you know, I could have crossed and, you know, come to the cities of refuge. God made sure that these cities were, were, were accessible to anyone who would want to find refuge. And these cities, if you, if you see on the map there, they, are, they just go, you know, Israel is like a strip, right? It goes up and down, right? So these cities, they are going up and down along the strip of Israel, such that, you know, they're like Walmart. Every American is within uh, 40 miles of Walmart, right? So the city of refuge was built in such a way that every Jew would be within a good distance, such that if you kill a man by mistake, unawares, you could run to the city of refuge. And one thing that you would notice about the cities of refuge, they were, most of them, all of them were like on top of mountains. Like it was not like a little secret place or, you know, it was something prominent, like the gospel, Jesus Christ, if you want to have the power of God, if you want to be saved, it's something that it's, you can see it. It's accessible. It's near to you. And the Bible says the word is near you, even in thy mouth. Yeah. And, you know, the, you know, you talk about the Golan Heights. That's a very high place, right? Kadesh, that's a high place. Hebron, that's in Judah, a high place. You know, you talk about uh, Shechem, you know, Ramoth. You know, it, those are a very, very prominent high places, Such that if you wanted to find refuge, you did not have to wander. You did not have to ask Google or Siri. You could just see it was right there. Amen. And today, if you want to find life, the Bible is right there with you. The message is right there with you. You have the Bible. You know, we lived, you know, sin is now very, very close. But you know what? God is also very, very close. Amen. You can listen to the message whilst you are driving. You can, you can read the Bible, you can listen to a Bible in your, in, in, as an audio, you can have a podcast. Any form that you want, the word has become accessible. There was a time where, where the church did not, did not have Bibles. Only the Catholic Church had Bibles in Latin and they would not allow people to translate the word. They say, oh, we want to preserve the word. You know, the spirit, that spirit has never died. You can never preserve the word. The, the word preserves you. Amen. So, so the word is accessible. You know, when, when God saw, the Bible says that when, when, when transgression increased, grace also increased. Amen. When sin has increased, grace has also increased. So if you want to find grace, it's very close. If you want to, if you, if you, if you have a problem, you want to call the pastor, he's available. You want to talk to the deacons? You know, you want to talk to, a, to, to, to an elder? We have elders here in the church. We have Brother Andy here, uh, soon to be, uh, let, me not, let me not quote. <laughs> you know, you can call him. He's accessible. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, these cities of refuge, you, can, oh, you could only go to these cities of refuge if you had killed someone unawares. Now, the church is for people that, you know, are not, what I will call willfully sinning. Like, if you make a mistake, you could go to the city of refuge. Now, listen, I know we, make, we can make mistakes and all those things, but the church is not a place where people want to come and change the rules. The church is not for people who say, hey, listen, we want to come to church, but hey, let's, let's allow, uh, 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 you know, uh, 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 homo- homosexual marriages and things like that. No, you don't come to church to change the Bible, you have to come to church and accept the Bible the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So the cities of refuge was not for people that were intentional in their sins. They say, How about if we allow port in, in the church? What if you just what is wrong about what, what is wrong with smoking? The city of refuge is not for those people, it's for people who make mistakes, who say, Lord, I know I did this, but I know it's not right. Help me, Lord. It's not for people who are trying to say why, you know, why does the Bible disallow, you know, short dresses, or why, why doesn't the Bible allow us to do this? No, if you have that attitude, you are not a candidate for the city of refuge. Amen. And we have to, you have to make this point clear, because you know the church we have come to a point where, you know, if I'm talking about denomination now, we have compromised because you know we want to accommodate people. We want to, the city of refuge. There was a time when if there is a time when there's no one in that city of refuge, that was okay. God was never under pressure to say, Hey, listen, someone has to be in the city of refuge. Let's let's change the bar. God never did that. Right. He just said his word and he, he applied his word continually. Amen. And remember, it was someone who had killed someone unintentionally. And if you know if you kill someone under the laws of Moses, it was an eye for an ash a tooth for a tooth. And if you kill someone, the people could kill you and there was, it was no issue. So for people that were going to the seat of refuge, they knew that if I, I have to get there very quickly, if I don't get there very quickly, the Avengers will kill me and they have a right to kill me. And the church and the Bible and the word, it's for people that are desperate. When people are going to the city of refuge, they are not dragging their legs like, all right, I've have, I have got to go to the city of refuge. What can I do? No. If someone is going to the city of refuge, they are sprinting, they are running. Yes. You know, because the Avengers, they know the, the, the brothers, the, 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 the relatives of the person that I killed is going to kill me. Yes. You know, when you come to the Lord, young people, you say I want the Holy Ghost. You have to have. You have to. Be, you have to come to a point where you are desperate. The prophet says you don't have the Holy Ghost because you are not desperate enough. Sometimes people feel like you know when we are coming to the church, you're just doing God a favor, or you're just doing this person a favor, your parents are a favor. That's not the attitude. When you are going to church, you are running. The Bible says in the book of in the book of Proverbs, the the, the name of the Lord is a mighty tower. And the righteous, they run to it and they are safe. Yeah. Amen. When you, I remember, I can only speak my own testimony, not trying to uh, virtue signal. <laughs> no, I'm just, you know, as, 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 as worse as anyone can be. But when I received, when I read the message, I didn't know there was a message church. I read the books. I was in high school. I was in a boarding school. I didn't know there was a message. I didn't know if this prophet was alive or he was dead. And I read The Breach in the Seals, and I began to cry. I thought the rapture happened, because I'm looking, I'm reading this book, 1963. I said, wow, why didn't I know about this? So, probably these people are out of here, they're, you know, they are in the rapture, you know, all these names that I'm reading. I cried. I was, I, you know, for some time I was withdrawn. I, I, I became desperate. And when I learned that there, was a, there, there were some people that were still there. I said, wow, oh, maybe they missed the rapture. I'm gonna take my chance. So I found myself a little church and I went there. I ran out of school. I said, I want to be baptized. And they said, hey, listen, we don't have water here. Ah, uh, so, you know, in Africa, <laughs> sometimes you don't always have water. <laughs> I mean, running water <laughs> from the tape. They said, we don't have water. so." Maybe we can try to, to get water through the buckets, and, but it will be very difficult for us to fill up the pool. Yeah, You can come next time. I said, no, I'm not coming next time. You have to baptize me today or tomorrow. Otherwise, my blood will be upon your head. I told them that literally, the deacons. They looked at me. They said, we have never seen such. <laughs> We've got a young man here who's threatening us because I wanted to go back to school, but I wanted to be baptized. I didn't want to take a chance. So, (laughs) and then I was in a Christian. I was coming from the world. I went to be baptized. I didn't carry a change of clothes. And I I don't remember whether they gave me some or, but I I rode a bicycle, it was a long distance. I didn't have money, so I rode a bicycle for a couple of miles. And then came, got in the water, made my life right, got baptized. When I came out of the water, I felt like there was a heavy burden taken off of my shoulders. I was happy. You know, I was, I was singing that song. <laughs> it was a glad day when I was born again. <laughs> Amen. I was blessing the grass. I was kissing the flowers. I was having a good time. And I was riding my, my way back home. I didn't even see the distance. You know, I could, I could, probably, I could have ridden that bicycle for, for, for 50, 50 miles or 60 miles. I, didn't, I was just going. I had found the city of refuge. Amen. And they said, okay, so you're going to go back to school. Uh, we're going to give. I said, uh, can I have some more of those sermons? And they said, okay. Then they, they give me, gave me tapes, like literal cassettes, you know. They said, these are the tapes of the, of the Reverend Bishop. I said, no, I want the tapes of, the, of, the, of, of William Branham. Those are the ones that I want. I would listen to the Reverend Bishop later. Then I got those tapes. I went back and got those books, and I was rejoicing. And I remember just going book after book, book after book, just reading and studying. And it was good. It was, it was wonderful. Why? Because I knew that I was a sinner. I knew that I had killed someone, not, not, in, with, not myself, but by representation. Yeah. We are condemned by representation, right. but we are also justified by representation, Amen. Hey man, have you ever seen, uh, if you have seen gangsters, you know, that kill, you know, they, they have a, a guilty conscience. Some of them, you know, they, they, you know, if somebody that has done something bad, like killing someone, it's, it's such a guilty conscience, you, you, you can't sleep. Some of them, they get into drinking because of conscience. So, we, we, you know, if only I can get to the city of refuge, and that's the trouble why people go back Is because they are repenting without conviction. Now there are three attributes of a true repentance. There is conviction, there is confession, and there is restitution. And you have to have all three of them. If you confess without conviction, you are just you are just like a chap you are just describing what you do or what you did. But if you have got conviction, it's different. You know, sometimes it's with tears in your eyes. Maybe not in your eyes, but in your heart. You know, you, 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 you are desperate. You, you feel guilty. You say, Lord, what can I do? You, you, you are sitting at the feet of Jesus. And that's what causes you to live life for him. Because have you ever seen someone that says, ah, he rescued my life. You feel like, can I give you a check? What can I do? What would you want? You you saved my life. But that's the attitude of gratitude when someone has done something for you. And that's how we feel when we receive Christ. Through revelation, you know that he has saved me. He has saved me from death, from destruction. I was a worm. I was lost. Amen. That's why I like the old songs, because they were sung with conviction. You know, people would sing amazing grace. How sweet that sound! He set me free. He set me free. Like a bla- he set me free. But today, there's no conviction. People have got chewing bubble gum. They've got tattoos. And they've got, oh, you know, multiple diamond earrings. And they're, you know, they're singing. There's no life. Because there's no conviction. Amen. Now, the seat of refuge... It was accessible. We spoke about that. And the gates of the city of refuge were open all the time. Amen. There's a song that we used to sing, No Night There. And the gates of the city are made of prayer. They will never close in the city of four square. But guess what? The gates of, of Christ are always open. You can never say, well, I've seen too much. God has a way for you. You can never say, I've crossed the line. You can never say, Brother Aaron, I don't think I can ever come back. You can come back. No matter how bad the situation may be, the gates of the seat of refuge are always open. And the gates of the church are always open. Well, Brother Tom has to walk, lock it sometimes. But when when service is going, we try to keep it open so people can come. And the altar is always open. You don't have to wait until the end of the service. If you say, I, I, I feel something in my heart, you want to come in and pray quietly, you won't disturb the service. I'll just continue praying, uh, preaching, and you are praying there. Because this is a city of refuge. Yeah. And it's like a hospital. You know, in a hospital, some are in, in, uh, in ER, some are in, uh, you know, discharge or some different. But we are all in a hospital. And we're, as long as we are in this church, we are all in a hospital. Just because you have been here a couple of times doesn't make, make you a less ill person than the, came in, the person who came yesterday. Amen. You could be in different wards, but you are all in a hospital. So not, you don't have a right to laugh at someone. How could this brother do this? How could this brother say this? No. Maybe you, you don't have problems with your legs, but you have got problems with your arms. Maybe it's problems with your heart, but we are all in a hospital. So when you are in the city of refuge, you know that everyone who is there, it's either it's a Levite or it's a convict. Amen. So everyone who is here, it's either it's Jesus Christ or a convict. And I've got news for you. All of us are spiritual convicts. And that's why we're sitting here. And no one has a right to judge anyone. Why? Because we have all come to the city of refuge. Amen. As long as you are there, then you have a problem. Amen. And that's our attitude when we come to Christ. Some people, you know, after spending 10 years in the message, they start to feel like they are a little bit higher. And that's a problem. You know, no, we are the same. You know, some people, they feel like, well, I can do this, I can do that. I think I've stayed long enough. I've, I've, I, I've attained some degree. You know, I feel like, you know what? If you pay your taxes for 20 years, and you default on the 21st year, they'll put you in jail. You can't say, hey, listen, I've been paying my taxes for the last 20 years. It doesn't work like that. You have to continually pay your taxes. You can't say, well, I've loved the Lord for 20 years. I think now I'm free to, 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 to try new things. No, sir. God still expects you to have the same devotion you had with the, on the, like the first day you, you came to the altar. God expects you to sing the same way you sang. Some people feel like, wow, we have been here in the church for many days, for many years. I don't have to sing during song service, you know. I can just bite my nails. I can just, you know, I can just relax. I don't have to come for quiet time, you know. And I, I'm guilty of that. I don't have to come to quiet time. I'll just come straight for the, the preaching of the word. No, you have to come to quiet time. You have to come through song service, and you have to participate. That's, you're in a seat of refuge, and the seat of refuge. It had food inside you had all the provisions that you needed in the seat of refuge you could not say ah, I need a special kind of uh, uh, a soap I need a special lotion that is not available here can I go out to Walmart no they will kill you outside whatever you need the, the prophet says whatever the bride needs for the rapture is in the word God has given us everything that we need from here to glory. Amen. Amen. There's no need for us to go and pick some things from Catholic or, you know, we stay in the seat of refuge. Amen. It, the seat of refuge, it had everything that you needed, all the provisions. And there were Levites in the seat of refuge that would take care of you. Amen. And when you arrived on the seat of refuge, you had to tell the Levites, you had to tell them your case, and you had to be sincere, and then they would allow you to eat. And you know what? If you go out of the city of refuge, if you go out and you are killed, that's your fault. Right. Amen. And the city of refuge, as, you, as, as soon as you touch the wall of the city, then the avengers will not kill you. Amen. The, the moment you feel in your heart, I want to follow the Lord. God hears that. God responds to that. Remember the angel Gabriel, when he came to Daniel, he said, oh, Daniel, greatly beloved, from the day that you, you purposed in your heart to seek the Lord, an answer was given to you. Amen. How many times the prophet told people in the discernment, you have a good desire. You want to receive the Holy Ghost. God knows your desire. If you have a desire to, to live a better life, God knows that, and God appreciates that. You may be struggling, you may be, but God knows your heart. He knows your motive. He knows your intentions. He knows what you are trying to achieve. And I want you to understand that the city of refuge, there was no other alternative if you had killed someone. It's, this is speaking of Jesus Christ. I mean, if you don't receive Jesus Christ, tell me is there an alternative somewhere? You know, the world, they think, yeah, you know what? We don't have to do religion. We don't have to follow God. You know, we, we, we can try something else. But guess what? There is no alternative. According to the principles of the law, the city of refuge was your only way to, to live. And I want to say that the only way we can live in this generation is to stay in the word of God. The only way for us to live, to go into the rapture, is if we abide in the message of the hour. There's no other alternative. Yeah. Amen. The city of refuge was your only way to survive. And that's why there was desperation. And the reason why people these days, they're not desperate. is because they don't realize how important it is. They have, they have options. Yeah. Amen. Just imagine if you have one meal. Let's say, let's say you are, you know, uh, climbing Mount Everest and you have got, you know, just a pack of food. And you know, this is the only thing that I have. You will hold it dear to you. You will keep it in the bosom of your heart. Amen. You, you, you eat it sparingly. You are not wasteful. You, you, you are sincere about it. You are reverent. Because you know that this is my source of life. And when you know that Jesus is my only source of life, when you, the way you sing to him, The way you you think about him, the way you talk about him, the way you pray, the way you come to church, your conversation, it's different. There's a difference between someone who has options and someone who doesn't have an option. Even when you apply for a job, they'll say, are you married? Do you have a family? The moment you say yes, they know that you are more sincere because if you're a family man, you don't just play around with your life. But if you're a young man and you don't have a family well, they will probably consider someone who is a family more than the young man. Because the young man is he, not stable. You know, he doesn't have a family, he doesn't think about his decisions. He can just be running, he can be here tomorrow, is there. But if you are a family man, you think about your wife, you think about your kids, you have a greater awareness about your actions. Amen. Because you know, hey, I have to pay my, my, my mortgage, I have to, I have to, I have to have food on the table, my kids have to go to school. But if you are a young man, you say, Well, daddy's gonna pay my phone bills, so, or you know what, even if I don't do a good job, I can I can survive. You have options if you're a young man. But if you are a Christian and you have received the Holy Ghost, you, you have received the revelation of what Christ means to you, then that's where you receive, that's where you become desperate. Lord, I have to receive the Holy Ghost. You have to give me the Holy Ghost, or I will dash. You don't have to be like going from camp to camp. You know, <laughs> in, in our country, we used to have a, a, a rule. Uh, you will not sing at camp unless you sing in church. Because we don't want gifts that spring like mushroom at camp. We want you, to, you, you, to, you to bless the people throughout the year. And you come to camp and you sing. Amen. So so when we had camps or, you know, conventions, there will be a lot of people. And no doubt you would have... Hundred requests for, you know, people wanting to sing. And some people will be, you know, trying their vocals for the first time because it's a camp. So what we'll do is that we'll just say, okay, bring your request through your pastor or through someone from your church or your elder, your counselor, and then they would know that, hey, this person sings in church. No doubt, listen, you can, you can have an experience. It'll be your first time at camp. That's great. But you know what? You have to serve the Lord throughout the year. Right? Even if you started camp, then don't stop until the next camp. Then continue serving the Lord throughout the year. Amen. Yeah, amen. Don't be a Sabbath worshiper to say, I, I worship God on Sabbath. Every day is your Sabbath. Okay, you know, anyway, I'm sorry, campers. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I was a camper too, so I'm preaching also to myself. Amen. So this this series of refuge, the Bible says that uh, the, the prophet says, and when you when you when you get desperate about this thing, something will take place. You are not desperate enough. Well, I joined the church that settles it. Well, my dad my dad is an elder, you know. My dad is a deacon in the church. I, I, I remember one time I was in college, <laughs> so there was this sister. <laughs> she said, "I uh, said, sister, have you received the Holy Ghost?" Those days we were overzealous. We, we were asking anyone <laughs> to, to meet, you know, days of, of old, you know. So we were young young people in college, overzealous, and then you meet a believer. You say, brother, brother, have you received the Holy Ghost since you Sister, have you received the Holy Ghost? And then this, this young lady said, Oh, brother Aaron, I'm not ready to receive the Holy Ghost. I don't want the Holy Ghost now. You know, I just wear long skirts because my dad prays for the sick. That's what she taught. Me said no you can't how can you say that what if your dad dies tomorrow you know are you ready you know you what about you think about your soul you know and eventually we managed to talk her out of that but to her her dad was a deacon, and that was it and we were in college that time i said look look at the danger that is around you at this public college and you, you know you're thinking like that so the prophet says you are not desperate enough praise the lord now, let me back up my slides here. I, I have maybe 10 more minutes and then we'll close. I'm not a, a long, winding preacher. Um, I try to, to to stay with the message of the hour. Jude chapter 1, verse 6, the Bible says, And the angels which kept not their, their first estate, but left let their habitation, he has reserved in everlasting chains of darkness unto judgment. Now, this this, these angels, they left their estate. Remember the, uh, the Brother Barry at some point, he preached uh, removed not the ancient landmarks. They were supposed to stay in their estate. They were supposed to stay in their position that God made them, but they went out of their position. They went out of, your position is your refuge. In Africa, we have a proverb. There are many proverbs in Africa, but you probably know this one. We say, which means the strength of the fish is in the water. Have you ever seen pictures where like a shark is washed away and then it's helpless and people have to find means to bring it back in the water? Because the strength and the provision of the shark are in the water of the fish. Amen. So we as Christians, we also have our position of strength. You know, in, in games, in, in, in the football, they talk about home, home advantage and, you know, different things. So our home is in the word. Whenever you go out of the word, then you have gone out of protection. Yeah. Amen. G- John chapter 8, verse 10, Jesus Christ, he lifted up himself and saw none but the woman. He said unto her, woman, that way are thine accusers. Amen. Hath not God condemned thee? She said, no, no man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, neither do I condemn you. Go, comma, and sin no more. In other words, you, you, you have been given a parole. But you know what? Guess what? Sin no more. Amen. You have been pardoned. Don't go back to drugs. Don't go back to theft. Don't go back to, 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 you know, to, to, to killing people. Because if you do that, a worse thing will will happen to you. Amen. It's Jesus Christ. This is a red letter Bible. Go and see no more. How many times do we hear that these days? Oh, brother, you know, God's grace is unlimited. Until now, it has become a disgrace because, you know, people have no sense of accountability. You know, go and see no more. In other words, abide in the word. Praise the Lord. Let's read another scripture here. I think we've read this. Um, The prophet says, he says, divine healing and sanctification and the powers of God is as long as your faith lasts in it. When your faith fails, then your experience is gone. It's based that way simply upon the finished work of Calvary. Peter, one time, he he saw the Lord walking upon the water and he said, Lord, Lord, Bid me to come, and I'll come to you. And I love, I love, I love Peter. He's one of my favorite characters in the Bible. He, he was outspoken. He was not shy. Uh, you know, people are different. Andrew was also on the quiet side. You know, the disciples were different. But I like Peter also. You know, he he was he, he could say his mind out. Sometimes he was wrong. Sometimes he was right. Amen. Uh, so he said, Lord, I want to, I want to bid me to come, and, and I'll, I'll come. And and the Lord said, Come. And he started to walk on the water. And then he he began to doubt. He he started to to look at the water and he began to sink. And And he cried out, said, Lord, I'm sinking. And God reached out his hand to him. And he said, why did you doubt? And one thing I like about that story is that God did not condemn him. Even though he was sinking, he reached out his hand to him. You know, Jesus Christ, he always has a hand to reach out to you. When you try and you fail, he will reach out to you. There was a song a little sister used to sing. He says, he will understand and say, well done. When I come to the end of my journey, weary of life, and the battle has won, he will understand and say, well done. And the prophet here is saying, there was a lady, I think he, he, he was she was healed on the prayer line. And then after some time, he got sick again. And they started to accuse Brother Branham. You said I'm, I'm healed, but now I'm sick again. And the prophet says, no, your healing lasts is, is, is your faith lasts. Just like salvation, salvation lasts is your faith lasts. I know about predestination. I know we can never be lost in everything eternal. attributes. I know about that. But there's also another balance to that, that you have to, you have to live by faith. If you you doubt, the prophet says, he says, if I start to doubt, tomorrow I could be in the bar drinking. Amen. Just the same way when you are prayed for and you you believe and you are healed. You have to stay believing. You have to keep believing. If you start to doubt, then, you know, you may lose your healing. So the promises of God, you have to hold them by faith. When you love your wife, when you met her, when you saw her, and you, you, you were convinced that you love her, you have to believe that and you have to stay with that. The moment you start to doubt that, everything changes. She will, she will start to change, everything will change, and he will start to change because you have started to doubt. You, 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 it will last as long as your faith lasts, as long as your love lasts. But when, the moment you start to think, maybe I made a mistake, maybe I don't love maybe he's not the one, then you start to have problems it's at, at that time. So you have to keep the faith. That's why Paul says, I have fought a good fight. I have kept the faith. Amen. He didn't say I have kept the church. I have, he didn't say I have kept uh, my friends. He said, I have kept the faith. Amen. Amen. Are we keeping the faith tonight? Amen. Galatians chapter 3 verse 1. This is my last scripture for the night. And all the people said... And then soon after service, people will stay for three hours talking. <laughs> I do that a lot. Amen. Hey that's how, how much the devil attacks the, 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 the service, you know. You'll be struggling, you know, battling, not sleeping in church. As soon as you, you go out, you feel fresh and revived. You feel like cutting grass and talking and doing all things. Anyway, Galatians 3 verse 1. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth? Crucified amongst you, this only would I learn of you, ye the spirit of, by works of the law or by hearing of faith. Now, now, this is the foolishness of the Galatians. The Galatians, they received the message of Paul by grace. They received the message of Jesus Christ by grace. But because they had Jewish background, you know what they did? They started to go back to the law. They started wanting to circumcise people, you know. And, and Paul says, you, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? They started in the spirit. Now they were, they were gravitating towards the flesh. And that's always a problem with human beings. God gives you something by grace. You, you, you just be thankful and just, you know, stay awake, what, enjoy what God has given you. But man is not content. They want to add something of the flesh. Remember there was this uh, king that, you know, Brother, brother Barry spoke about some two, two weeks ago. He was in the field and the prophet came. And he tore his garment and he gave him ten pieces. And said, I have given you ten tribes. You're going to be the king of what? Of 10 tribes. He was not looking to be a king. He did not dream to be a king. He was just an ordinary person. But God gave him the kingdom by grace. But because he's a human being, he thought about protecting it by his flesh. He said, ah, if people go and worship in Jerusalem, they'll turn back to to Judah. So I'm going to make some altars in, you know, Dan, Ephraim, you know, high places so that people don't have to go to Jerusalem to the temple of Solomon. That way I can keep my kingdom. He was was trying to keep his kingdom by the arm of flesh. But God had given him by grace. And that's exactly what the Galatians did. God gives you by the Holy Spirit. He gives you by grace. But you know what? You have to do something about it. You have to add your armor flesh to it. Don't put the armor flesh. When the temple was, was built, the Bible says there was no hammer. God doesn't want your human effort. God doesn't want, you know, you know some, some people, they just can't receive the message by grace. They want to add this, they want to add that. They, they try to do something. Oh, how about we just stay here, we play the tapes, we don't do anything. Why are you doing that? I know, we'll we just keep the message, we'll keep it pure, we'll protect it. No. Where were you when God was deciding to, to, to save you? Where were you when God made a decision to bring you to church? Did he discuss that with you? Did you keep, if God called you by grace, he will keep you by grace. He will bring you to the rapture by grace. You don't have to do anything about it. Just believe and trust and walk in his word, obey him. But the Galatians, they said, now that we are saved, what must we do? Let's circumcise. Who told you that? You have been saved by grace. Stay in grace. Amen. That's what, you know, the the Jerusalem Council did. They they were writing letters. Oh, now that you are saved, don't eat meat sacrificed to idols. Don't eat blood. They were giving people a prescription, which is fine. You have to teach people, right? But it it should never be. A manual where people have to do something. Salvation is not earned, it's given by grace. And when you have God received that grace, you walk in that grace. You love God by grace, you sing by grace. Amen. But today, people come in the message, they want to fix all the problems in the message. You know, just enjoy the blessing of the message and live out of this earth. You don't come to the message to try to fix every little problem, just like you come to church. You come to church to be saved. You come to church to, to, to receive Jesus Christ, to hear the word. You have not come to fix everything in the church and to line up everyone or to say this one mustn't do this. No, that's not your job. Come here, enjoy the word, go back home. I'm not preaching. I'm, I'm not talking about you here. I'm just you know, giving an illustration, right? You are called by grace. You stay in grace. But you know what, the human being doesn't sit still. So, oh, why, why is this happening? Why is this, this, why did the pastor do this? Why is, did his family go there? You know, I see that you know, people get, you know, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of people in the ministry. Some people, they, they consume a lot of toxins and they, they can't digest them and it kills them because they, they go into a lot of funny things. Why is this brother a trustee? Why is this person a deacon? Why are you doing that? Just enjoy the word. Enjoy the blessing. Love your brother. Go back home. You were saved by grace. You stay in grace. Don't be like the foolish Galatians. They started to go in the flesh. In the message, respect. The prophet says, I have seen men under the anointing getting in the flesh. It's a quotation. (laughs) People under the anointing getting in the, in the flesh, if the musicians would come. I apologize if uh, today wasn't a very uh, entertaining or nice message, but I just spoke what the Lord had laid upon my heart. Amen. I mean, we are different. Some of us are cut with some rough edges, and uh, I wish I was <laughs> cut different, but you can't help but just be what God has made you. Sure. I believe that every gift is there for a purpose to help someone. If we are all the same, then we will not be able to help the body of Christ. Amen. There's always a different tool for a different situation. And, and, and God, you know, he speaks in, in, in many different ways. I believe that, it, I, I hope that it has helped you as much as it has also touched me when the Lord pressed it upon my heart. If we can stand upon our feet. How many is here would say, Lord, keep me in the shadow of your wings. Keep me under, your, under the city of your refuge. Keep me, Lord, in your secret place. Keep me in your word, Lord. Keep me, Father, under the anointing. Keep me under the blessings of Christ. Don't wander away. If you are, if you are here and you are wandering this way or that way, you want to just zero in on the word, zero in on Christ, focus on Christ. You want to say, Lord... I want to go back to the first life. I want to just, you know, stay under the blessings of the Lord. If you just want to enjoy the blessings of the Lord, if you have lost that conviction, that desperation, to just touch the seat of refuge, he is here. Christ is here, and you can touch him. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this evening, Lord. We love you, O God, because you have loved us, Lord, before the foundation of the world, and you had made us to be your children. Father, there is nothing that we can do to merit your grace. We did not earn it. We did not consult you. You just chose us, Father. It wasn't because we were good. We were the worst of the people, Lord. We were just lost. And Father, we were in the world. We had no hope. We had nothing. And you called us and you, 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 you embraced us with your love. And Father, we are reaching our, raising our hands to you, Father. That you help us, Father, to realize that we are in a city of refuge. And we want to stay, Father, under Father the, the, the blessings, oh God, that are in your shelter. We want to enjoy the blessings that are under your feathers, Lord. Help us, Father, to take our minds off of the things of this world, the pressures of this world, the politics that fly around. Keep us, Father, Lord God, in your word and in your will. Father, we raise our hands to you. Be with us, Father. Bless us tonight, Lord. We believe, Father, and we accept, oh God, that you have spoken to us tonight. Father, I pray that you will help me, Lord God. It's not easy, Father, being a minister, Lord. In the juniper tree, there's a lot of complexes. And, oh God, I just pray, Father, that you will help me, Father. For, Lord God, you are the speaker and be also the after speaker. Bless our pastor tonight with his family and his grandchildren who are not here Bless him, Father, and keep him, Father. For, Lord God, we know that the sheep, they live when, when the shepherd, oh, God, is leading them. We commit everyone into your hands. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. God bless you, Brother Matt.
0: Amen. How many enjoyed that? Let's sing uh, this song you were playing, Sister Julia, in the cross.
1: Jesus, keep me near the cross, for there are precious fountains.
0: enjoyed it tonight. I sure did. I appreciate brother Aaron coming and delivering what was on his heart. So I know it sure spoke to me. Just really enjoyed that. Let's sing uh one more before we go. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Thank you. The name of the
1: Lord a strong Just
0: Coffee, come, dismiss us in a word of prayer.
5: Let's all bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for this day and for this opportunity to come and worship you in the middle of the week. Lord, I can't speak for anybody else, but I know that I need this time in the middle of the week to come and worship you and just be in your presence. Lord, I love hearing from you and I love worshiping you and it, it means so much more to me every single, every single week, every single day. Lord, I pray that you would please bless each one here and Lord, help us to take what we've learned tonight and bring it home with us and, and hold it dear and close to our hearts. Lord, please bless the rest of our week, the rest of our evening, all of our travels, all the many things that we have to do and, and the world that we have to go back into, Lord. Please help us to be a shining light every single day. Lord, I commit everyone here into your hands, myself included, and I ask for your blessing this week, Lord. Thank you so much. I ask us all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: God bless you. Let's sing this as you're dismissed.
1: Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord.